orgasmic enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Clitoral orgasms are for amateurs. In the words of the illustrious Chuck Close, clitoral orgasms are for amateurs. The rest of us just get to fucking work. Well, he didn't say that exactly. I've adapted the quote for my purposes. He said, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just get to work. I gotta be honest with you. I am a clit shamer through and through. I shit on clits. I write sympathy cards to poor, underfucked, so-called sex experts who ply their clitoral orgasm wares. Over the years, one of my main messages has been the holy grail of vaginal, meaning G-spot, squirting, and in particular, cervical orgasms as essential good fuck medicine for all women. These orgasms are far more pleasurable and powerful than their clitoral counterparts. However, you would be amazed at the range of reactions this sentiment evokes. Some people are curious. The most powerful, pleasurable life-changing orgasms you could ever have? Tell me more. Others are skeptical and they have bought into the sexual misinformation that's out there. Uh, but, but science has never talked about this. Yeah, well, science is rapidly underfucked. And still others are incredibly angry that I would dare to suggest that these orgasms could be had by all. No! they scream in their underfucked whiny voices. Not all women can. How can you say that? How can you say that women are capable of such incredible pleasure? They go ballistic, foaming at the mouth, losing their shit that someone is telling them that they can have amazing life-changing orgasms. Well, I do dare, and I've been having them all over the place for over three decades. So when I say that I'm a clit shamer, what I'm really a shamer of is the so-called sex experts who apparently know nothing about their own bodies or those of their female partners and believe that the clitoris is the be-all and the end-all. If you are a woman who loves clitoral pleasure, that's great. I'm not shaming you. Only the naysayers who hold onto the clitoris with such a death grip, refusing to put it down and explore the holy land of the vagina. The ones who fight for the right not to orgasm. The clitoris is a great appetizer and a warm-up. It can get your juices flowing and prepare you for your journey, your quest, your vision quest into the ultimate alchemical crucible, which is the promised land of the vagina. But to think that it's the final destination is sheer sexual ignorance. If you find a sexual teacher who is a big clitoral advocate and doesn't speak truth to vaginal pleasure, then... Run. So why would someone do this? Wouldn't you at least be curious? And why would you slam, or obviously not in this case, the possibility so hard? Why would you fight for the right not to have orgasms? Reason number one, I would say, is because you're underfucked, and being underfucked makes you dumb. Your brain doesn't work very well, and if you are only having clitoral orgasms, you are underfucked. The end. 
The second reason would be that you're afraid to go deeper. You instinctively know that if you pursue vaginal orgasms, you will die and be reborn. You will die a thousand or a million if you have amazing partners, deaths of your ego and little self, and experience the true power of orgasmic enlightenment that can only be found in your vagina. So you stick to the superficial, tepid waters of the clitoris. Think of the symbolism of it. I often say that the clitoris is the tip of the iceberg. It's 10% of the sexual pleasure and power a woman can experience. 90% of all the good stuff is in the vagina. And when I say power, I mean life-changing transformation that rebirths you into the most authentic, self-actualized version of yourself kind of power. Yes, all that and more is found in your vagina. And once you experience it, you never go back. In my salons, I have plenty of women and men with their partners who haven't experienced vaginal orgasms. And then depending on how attached they are, I may need to put them into clitoral rehab. All right, I need you to put the clitoris down, slowly back away from the clitoris and show them a better way. How do I do this? Well, here are my top four tips. First off is yoni massage. Wake up and de-numb the vagina. Some women are afraid to put their fingers into their own vaginas, and that's how effective this sexual psyop has been. It convinces people that their own bodies are a forbidden zone. Plus, so many women have sexual trauma that they simply avoid their vaginas. Getting to know, love, and connect with your vagina is an essential first step to achieve achieving the deeper vaginal orgasms. Yoni massage isn't the same as self-pleasuring. With yoni massage, you're taking the time to explore, play, and have the intention to heal and activate versus just getting off. If your explorations bring you there, that's great, but it's not the main purpose, which is to explore and get to know every millimeter of your vagina and sexual self. All women suffer from some degree of vaginal numbness. Part of this is due to unresolved trauma, and some of it is due to women not being taught to properly exercise or pleasure their vaginas, which we will get to in a moment. So they become weak and they atrophy. And this leads to everything from urinary incontinence to POP to low libido. When your vagina is numb, who wants to have sex when you can't even feel anything? Nobody, no vagina. And this is what could also lead you to feeling like there is more of a point in playing with your clitoris than to even bother with your vagina. And I get it. What's the point? Well, the point is it will change your life. That's the point. I teach yoni massage in my vaginal kung fu and coming together salons and in the well-fucked woman you'll learn how to map out different regions of the vagina stimulate acupressure points yep they have those in the vagina release tension and transform your vagina into a sentient sensitive and orgasmic portal Next up would be the Jade Yoni Egg. Ah oh, yes, a girl's best friend. Nothing beats the Jade Egg when it comes to the best all-around tool to denum, activate, tone, strengthen, build orgasmic sensation, boost libido, restore and increase lubrication, and train for ping pong ball shooting tournaments. Nothing. This quote is from Katie, who I'm going to be featuring in her own episode in the near future because she has an epic story on healing sexual trauma. And she says, I've tried just about every healing modality there is, and nothing has quantum leaped my healing like vaginal kung fu. Long-standing health issues, traumas, and sexual blocks all resolved as if by magic. The magic of my own vagina. Since working with the jade egg, now all the regions of my vagina are awake to sensation, wet, and open. It's like Kim says, I walk around turned on by and for life. Next up is self-pleasuring. 
as you self-experiment with what feels good and at the same time you're using a jade egg and playing with yoni massage to feng shui your vagina and awaken it, you'll come to know your own pleasure zones and what arouses you. Your turn on is like a muscle. You flex it and build it until it gives back to you in its strength and power. Think of your sexual energy like super fuel and your vagina as the charging station, full of vital life force energy and sparkling with ecstasy. Every time you self-pleasure, you're going to the source to rev up your energy and bathe yourself in bliss. It's food of the deepest, most nourishing kind. You train yourself to know that your power and your answers lie within, deep within. And of course, clearing your blocks. Everyone has sexual blocks. Your vagina is the barometer for them. If you have unresolved issues from the past, they will show up in your bed and in your vagina, guaranteed. They look like low libido, lack of lubrication, difficult periods, PMS and menopause, painful sex or vagina on lockdown, urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, something I talked about last week in the episode, A Strong Vagina Keeps the Botox away is all about energetic leakage. And all of the things I've mentioned so far, these practices and techniques can help you clear your blockages. And there are a plethora of practices I recommend in all of my salons for this as well. The deeper vaginal orgasms are a very special kind of barometer. They only show up when a woman is in full truth and surrender, like an offering you bring to the altar. If you build them, they will come. If you are holding back, if you are afraid, if you are faking it, they won't come. If you are in full throttle, surrender, vulnerability, and honesty, they will explode inside of you, rocking you to your core and shaking the very foundations of who you are. You will arise like the phoenix from the flames and the ashes as all of the false parts of you fall away and the most pure and true ones remain. You emerge as the most authentic version of your deepest self. A sensual, free, joyous, ecstasy-filled, hip-swaying, I-can-handle-anything-because-I'm-unstoppable force of nature. That is what vaginal orgasms give you. If you aren't ready for that and you don't want it, you can stay in the kiddie pool of the clitoris, or you can dive into the wide open expanse of the wild, tempestuous, powerful sea of life that is your vagina. In today's all-star segment, we're featuring a selection of well-fucked vaginal superstars, and they all beautifully articulate their journeys and transformation from the clitoris to the vagina, because that's where it all happens. So we have Sarah, Kristen, and Mara. Well-fucked all-stars! It's actually funny, because I even though I'm not religious, um, I'm still spiritual and I do believe in God. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to pray and uh, ask God for a sign because this, this loathing, it was carrying out into other areas of my life. Like I hated dating. I hated um, opening myself up because I just didn't feel comfortable in my own skin, mm-hmm. right. which was really sad. And so I remember literally just praying. I was like, God, angels, universe, whoever, like, can you help me out here? I just, I hate feeling this way. Please send me something to help me feel better about myself. And literally the next day, this girl who I was, <laughs> I was following her on Facebook and she's like, oh my God, you guys need to check out this woman. She's lifting a surfboard with her vagina. <laughs> and this is back in like 2000, I think 14, 15 or something. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I clicked on it. And I was like, Oh, my God, I was like, that's amazing. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was a little bit like, freaked out, not in a bad way, but just kind of like, wait, like, how is she doing that, though? You know, like, right. and, and it was, uh, so it was more of a curious thing. And I, um, yeah, I just, I went to your website, and I just gorged all your material. And I was like, Oh, she has a salon. And uh, you know, and I just I, I consumed as much as of your content as I could. 
Um, and then I enrolled in your class G-Spot Ecstasy. And then it was really powerful for me, but then I realized I needed deeper work. Like I needed like a, a complete rewiring, reprogramming of my subconscious mind, <laughs> my body, everything. And so, so then- Just so people understand, like the G-Spot Ecstasy is a four week, do it yourself, yeah. focus in, on the G-Spot program. And then- yeah. You're going to, I think, talk about vaginal Kung Fu as the deeper, longer, more in-depth right. study. Yeah, exactly. And G-Spot Ecstasy was amazing, absolutely. But I knew I needed more groundwork because of my past. And so I just, I, I, um, yeah, I enrolled in vaginal Kung Fu and I learned about jade eggs and, and you know, lifting things with my vagina and like just all these crazy stuff. And, and I healed so much, so, 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 so much. And, um, and then right after taking vaginal Kung Fu, I was like, okay, I'm, I, I want to take Wealth Up Woman because I felt like it was part one and part two. Yes, and it was, yeah. and it was honestly, Kim, like seriously, it was the sex education I never had that I always needed. And um, it just completely changed my life. Like, I can say that hand on heart. Um, and from that, at the time, I had a boyfriend. Um, we're no longer you know, together. It's been a couple of years. But when I told him about this whole, you know, all these different ways like that a woman could orgasm, because I always thought that you could only orgasm through your clit and that was it right. and like most people think that's most right. people's perception yeah yeah and my boyfriend at the time was actually like no actually you could have like <laughs> things called g-spot orgasms and I was like what like what are you talking about and he was like yeah I'll show you and I was like oh okay I didn't know you could do this and so then I thought that oh I needed a man to do it right mm -hmm. but then your work counteracted that and said no like you can have a man there or and you can also do it by yourself and so we we just kind of started slow and you know worked up to g-spot orgasms and then um my first cervical orgasm i had with him and then funny enough like a few weeks later we ended up breaking up and i remember being like oh no like can i no longer have these because i'm not dating him yeah. but then i just kept going back to your salon and i was like well kim says that she can have them like by someone touching her arm so like <laughs> if she can do that i know i know i can i know i can and i just kept telling myself like uh, and i know i know it might sound a little crazy but i would tell myself like i am a multi-orgasmic woman i am a well-fucked woman i would literally say it to myself over and over and there's so much power in your mind if you know because if you train your mind to believe something your body will follow and um vaginal yeah, was... orgasmic affirmations exactly and then i would tell myself but i was like i have a woke as fuck vagina and that's when i just kept telling myself that over and over like, a woke as fuck vagina that's such woke an awesome as fuck. I love exactly it. and so i just kind of kept telling myself that following your salon like just doing everything you said and I was like she's right she was right and I started having them on my own and it was in that moment I knew even though I was grieving the heartbreak of this person that we were no longer together I knew I was going to be okay not because I could just now have all these orgasms but I felt like oh I, I feel healed I feel like I have access to something that I didn't have before. And I honestly felt like, in a way, I felt closer to God, um, maybe for someone that's spirit, source, divine, you know, whatever you believe in, but I felt closer to God. And I was like, wow, like he didn't, you know, make this to be bad. He made this to be pleasurable. Like I wouldn't have the capability to do that if it wasn't in me, you know? Right. And, and so it just completely changed my life. So thank you. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. And I love that you liken it to or talk about it being a spiritual experience because that was my own journey from the very beginning, like having my first cervical orgasm, which was actually the first orgasm I ever had and oh, wow. feeling like I was in this transcendent, ecstatic, super, mm. like all is one kind of place. And mm. that's how we describe them as being these super powerful connectors. And the idea at least in 
Taoist sexology is that the cervix, you know, the point there is connected to the vagus nerve, which goes all the way up to the crown chakra and is often referred to as the spiritual nerve of the body. And that when we activate that energy, it does, it goes all the way up to the crown chakra through the heart. So we have to, it helps to open the heart and we also need an open heart. And then it really just explodes out where we do, we attain this sense of enlightenment from these orgasms and that's why i say that these are some of the most powerful self-actualizing and personal growth tools that women have available to them and they only make us better people and if women aren't having cervical orgasms i'd say they're operating at a deficiency right because you don't have this extremely powerful tool and shortcut to these wild amazing you know higher level places in ourselves Absolutely. Yeah. And when you talked about that, like, for me, it came from a place of it was the most powerful tool I had for personal transformation and spiritual evolution, because not only did it heal me from um, like the inside, but also the outside, like it was and that's, that's, I think what your work is based on, you can't sugarcoat stuff, you can't just treat a symptom like we're going to the root of the of the issues here um and cervical orgasms what they do is they amplify at least in my experience they amplify your life and 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 all the good things but then it also it's almost like dusting off these old cobwebs and these dirty you know uh files that you haven't really looked at it and it causes you to go deeper and deeper and deeper and like you said it's this self-actualizing tool that it's just completely transformational beautifully said yeah and you know i look at them as you know over the years ways that i've worked through trauma and processing like you said to process even your breakup you know, they're mm-hmm. really good at going through acute situations. Like we take our grief, our stress, our unresolved trauma, we like take it into the vagina and it works as this alchemical cauldron to transform it into power, mm-hmm. into bliss, into wisdom. And we also were able to release these things. Like I, you know, one of the hallmarks of cervical orgasms is tears like having these Mm. you know sometimes often deep guttural crying tears that we often don't even know the source of and we don't need to know the source of all we need to do is follow that trail into that feeling and then allow it to overtake us and then move through us and so it's this incredibly deep portal and vessel for transformation if we are able to go there and i think another real pivotal piece of getting to cervical orgasm is courage because when you're standing at this abyss of emotion or um you know like what unknown you have to keep going like that's a real trait of them is that a lot of women maybe come up to this place in themselves and they feel some kind of fear or like there's like i said like a giant abyss and so they pause and they contract and they hold back and so they don't go there and i think the real price of admission is this sense of courage and continuing to open and continuing to trust and fall and i think that cervical orgasms are so much like spiritual experiences because they're the same concept of opening to a power opening to an energy greater than you whatever your spiritual belief system is whether it's a traditional religion or you're just Mm -hmm. you know have a spiritual concept of life that you're opening you know thy will be done like this this energy this presence has has some kind of greater knowledge and wisdom than us and we open to that and that's the same thing with the trust in the orgasm like in god and orgasm we trust (laughs) amen to that no and i love what you said about it taking courage because um so i'm fascinated by words and languages and i just love I just love it. And uh, the Latin word for courage, it comes, it means cur and it means the heart. And that's what I felt like cervical orgasms did for me was it opened up my heart, just opened and opened it and opened it. And, um, and that's, I think, part of the formula to having them is you have to have an open heart um and they can help you open your heart because after my boyfriend and i broke up i mean i was i was really in love with this guy like i i was the best girlfriend i could have ever been um and 
my friends after we broke up they were like oh we'll just like go date another guy and i was like no like i'm not gonna get under someone to get over somebody else like i need to process this like i need to get through it and whereas he he took that route and then never dealt with the hurt and the pain of it and is apparently still dealing with that whereas me i feel completely healed of it stronger uh than before but it you know i think that that's what one of the greatest tools you can have is when if you're going through heartbreak like have cervical orgasms or take some you know can salon everyone so that you can learn how to have (laughs) and you'll be just fine they're the they're the ultimate heartbreak healer yes absolutely so can you describe for us how do cervical orgasms feel to you like physically emotionally spiritually you've, you've touched a bit on the spiritual element but mm-hmm. how do they also feel in these other realms sure yeah it's it's kind of interesting because i remember when i first learned that they were even possible because um, i didn't even know i had a cervix until i was like 19 20 years old because i all i was taught was i had a vagina so i didn't know any 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 anatomy on that um so for me physically um they're nothing like a, a, a clitoral orgasm clitoral orgasms for anyone listening there they kind of remind me of like when you walk up like a little 15 foot ledge and then you like jump off like a 10 foot waterfall it's like woo, you know whereas <laughs> and then like it's done like goodbye whereas a cervical orgasm to me it feels like you're just going like further and deeper and deeper and deeper and you're you're vibrating and it's consuming it's powerful um and it spreads throughout the entire body um this it's like this orgasmic spiritual enlightening intense but also safe in a way climax and it, it, it lasts longer for me i've had them last for hours at times um not every single time but they're definitely something that you feel throughout your entire body and it's like you just got this like incredible massage spiritual tune-up and like you just let out all these tears of emotion that you don't even know what you're crying about <laughs> um and it, it just feels incredible i i can't i've never had anything feel like it so it's kind of hard to compare it to something else because it's not like anything else and um i just always every time i do i have one i feel healed i feel like everything's going to be okay and everything is safe um but it's it's not like a clitoral orgasm where it's centrally located to the vagina it's it's literally just like inside out every fiber of your being all your cells your hair your eyelashes everything (laughs) does that make sense (laughs) yeah i love it and you know it's hard in some ways it's hard to describe it physically because it's physical but it almost to me it's always felt mostly spiritual like an energetic Mm -hmm. like yes there's physical pleasure it's like a full like if you take a clitoral orgasm and spread it throughout your entire body like there's a sense of it being a full body orgasm Mm -hmm. but what's even stronger than that is more like what you said like waves of bliss and pleasure but like this sense of serenity and deep faith in the world you know like you just said like everything is safe and everything's going to be okay and that's what it's like having the most open full heart you've ever had and multiply that by 10 and spread it all over your full your whole body like you said every cell and then you're just you're existing on this different plane you know like everything that you do like I remember after some of those early experiences for me like going out into the world after and feeling like I was floating or I was in this divine absolute trust and faith and like every iota of circumstances in the world was lining up in this divine spiritual way and I had insight into that and utter faith in life you know versus like kind of a an anxiety scurrying kind of mentality or way of being that many people I think exist in it's very different you know and that to me is like the most powerful part of it like and that's why I've always sort of 
downplayed the importance of clitoral orgasms because like you said it's like a quick hit and then a drop and then it's over you know and I've never really felt like they contributed to my betterment as a person or to the betterment of my life and because you know for me I was fortunate to have had cervical orgasms so early on that that was my template and this is what sex is this is what orgasms are and it wasn't until a few years later even that I experienced a clitoral orgasm and I was like oh this is fun but like this isn't really an orgasm like this is whatever good for a kick you know but like this isn't really what orgasms are all about yeah exactly clitoral orgasms I think they're good from like when you go and visit in-laws and like family members who are kind of annoying and you're like I just okay there's no you know because I don't do drugs or drink or anything so I'm like okay I'm not gonna you know go smoke a cigarette let me go to the bathroom (laughs) and like touch my clit for a minute and then like okay now I have like a little bit of a you know a a way to mentally process being around these annoying people but that's I think what they're good for in my opinion uh but I use them for my coffee breaks right like I talk about stimulating the clitoris similar to what you're saying like to get a burst of energy to get a hit you know I don't do coffee I do orgasm so I'll go and stimulate myself to get this sense of pleasure and bliss and rejuvenation but not it's not the deep life-changing version of that that vaginal orgasm orgasms and especially cervical orgasms would give a person so exactly there's a time and a place but to me like the real pursuit the real holy grail is cervical orgasms well fucked all stars you know i speak extensively about the connection between sex and spirituality and even that notion can be quite taboo and confronting for people where i see them as very much the same energy and the same process of opening and surrendering to this greater energy and letting go of the little self and tapping into like the larger spiritual dimensions of us so what is that right. like for you like how did that you can be closer to god through through sex well, um, namely, I just was getting the message a lot this year in my meditations and things were just coming into my field, whether that be through your work or other people that trauma and other things are stored in the body. I think you quote Wim Hof a lot, the issues in our tissues. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I just kept getting that repeatedly, like, get into the body, get into the body. And um, (laughs) like learning that self-pleasure was a way to do that. I was like, sign me up. Like, I'll I'll spend more time with myself if that's what it means I can have. If that's what it's going to (laughs) take. If that's what it's going to take. Yeah. So um, it became this like catharsis for me, like, especially when I was having, um, well, first of all, I, I wasn't really in touch with, with myself. I was very disconnected from my body and it's still a journey, but like my vagina was numb. Like you talk about a lot of women dealing with, um, and I'd had trauma down there. And, um, anyway, so I was just very disconnected and getting to know myself, that way also just I hadn't ever really explored there so um, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent but it became like a a catharsis because sometimes I might have I mean it didn't have to be a rough day but particularly or especially if I was having a rough day I tried to utilize um, my spare time to spend time with myself, just, just loving myself, you know, um, like the way you talk about, um, just touching yourself in a loving way. Um, I don't know, I guess I just, it's something that I have forgotten over time, spending time actually appreciating different parts of my body and, you know, not just going straight for the, the, O, (laughs) but taking time and really loving Kristen as, as corny as that sounds. Mm. Um, but 
yeah and then when i would get to climax um using you know some of the other techniques learned and i would sometimes either start start crying like uncontrollably or i'd have this crazy amount of energy buzzing around me and i even had a handful of times where my ears would start ringing like crazy um i don't know if that's anything but i i just it just felt like all of the demons were being released and and then i felt refreshed and um you know that happens in the bedroom with my husband too I actually, before I found your work, I believe that I have had cervical orgasms in the past with him and I just did not know it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were like two or three times years ago where I had that experience where I just burst into tears after, you know, it not after in the middle of sex and I remember feeling like so embarrassed and like wanting it to stop but now after hearing what you know everything that I've learned from your salon and um just all of your podcasts and everything I know that it's one of the greatest treasures that can happen in the bedroom and I aim for that actually yeah it's one of the best purging like you say catharsis tools that we have available to us and at our fingertips right so when you said like if you have a a rough day or a sense of something needing to be released is that you can go straight to your vagina and tap that and then tune into that energy and allow it to cleanse right to cleanse and rebirth us and then the parallel so what does that feel like to you like presumably then in that rebirthing you're feeling closer to god and how would you describe that how does that feel to you um well i know with my husband it's like it (laughs) this is such a like hopeless romantic thing to say but it feels like our like our souls are merging as as one almost and um and like there's there's nothing like it like no other orgasms are like that it's like i'm in the cosmos and i can just feel the pure vibration of love in the universe filling my entire body from head to toe that's that's really really beautiful and did you have did you have more primarily clitoral orgasms before you did this work okay yes and so how would you describe the difference like before like how what were your clitoral orgasms like how would you categorize them and like compare them to now having I mean I think you've done that but I guess I'm asking you to do it a little more like overtly (laughs) as a comparison (laughs) like before and after Um, right clitoral orgasms are the before and then it's life after having these deeper vaginal orgasms I don't feel as connected with with my husband when that happens i mean the sex is still good sure but it's not um life-changing it's like yeah it's not life it's not life-changing it's not mind-blowing i'm not it's like the other the the cervical ones i'm thinking about for like the next handful of days and i can almost like feel it happening again in the days following if I hearken back to that night. Um, And with the clitoral ones, it's like, it's like a quick um, zip up to the top and a nosedive (laughs) off, I I guess. And, you know, I can have more than one, but they get uh, weaker and weaker, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the only way I can describe it. And it just... And also, I'm not as lubricated when I am just having 
the clitoral ones I've noticed like when I'm having the deep vaginal ones it's like I'm I'm dripping all over the place well fucked all stars welcome Mara I am delighted to have you here today thank you Kim so let's happy to be here yeah, you and you super pussy. Let's talk all about that. <laughs> we are so happy to be here. <laughs> there we go. Yes. So there's so many elements of your experience that really speak to this idea of having a super pussy and some in particular that many women might buy into thinking because of this, because of that, that, oh, they wouldn't be able to qualify for having a super pussy. Yet the Anami guarantee mm-hmm. is that all women can. And so I'd love for you to speak to some of those myths especially and then your whole journey going from clitoral orgasms to epic cervical orgasms and really leaning into your intimate connection and the power of your pussy to fuel your life absolutely so i think i'll start from like the beginning i um my husband and I would get in these fights and it was like, I'm not satisfied. And he would be like, well, I don't know how to satisfy you. What do you want? And I would be like, well, I don't know. I didn't, I literally did not know what I needed. Um, I would have clitoral orgasms with a vibrator only during intercourse. And like, I thought that was, that was it, you know? Um, And so I don't even know how I came across your course. I really cannot it was divine intervention, I'm sure, because I don't remember Googling anything about sex. I don't remember anything, but I found your page and I was like, I need to do this. So um, I'd never heard of cervical orgasms before. I thought G-spot was a myth from rap songs, honestly. And um, so at the beginning of your course, I I, I was afraid to like even touch myself. Like you're your daily self-pleasure challenge was a hell no for me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's not happening. I can't even like, so I started just like with massaging my legs and my arms and my belly and my butt. And I did this every day. I was like, this I can do. I can do this every day. Um, And then when I finally was able to give attention to my vagina, it was like, oh my God, it's numb. It's completely numb. Like I have no feeling there. Um, and so once I realized that that's what was going on, we, I was like, all right, Dave, we got to have lots of sex. So we got to work. We had like, I had, so I had just had my, I don't know if you want me to get into that now, but I just had my, my baby. <laughs> and it was like, when I committed to it, he was four days old. And I, I, I wrote an email to one of your staff and I was like, Hey, um, I just had a baby and my doctor says I shouldn't have sex, but I feel like I want to. <laughs> And someone responded and was like, if, you, if you're feeling good, go ahead. And so I did. Um, and, and I didn't look back from there. It was just lots of practice and unnumbed my vagina. And yeah. So you something that I thought was wonderful about your story was that you were eight months pregnant when you began the salon right. and then shortly and, and even that, right? Many people might feel like, well, I've got this baby coming. I can't take this on right now. But you were like, not nah, more than ever. <laughs> I need to do this. <laughs> and, right. You know, yeah. and it doesn't it, matter. Like, it doesn't matter. This is like it was this not just, a convenient time. Right, right. And you took it on anyway. And then, as you said, that after having the baby, you were still in that zone of commitment. Like, we need this. I need to do this. And I, you know, you've described feeling, you know, tired and stuck and frustrated, Mm -hmm. but that you kept that commitment going and you just took on all the practices in the salon and, you know, seized it. And I love, especially you shared how with you and your husband, that even if you were exhausted from staying up all night with the baby, you would still have sex. If you felt the baby blues coming on, you would have sex and then end up having a cervical orgasm. If you were breastfeeding, you would still have sex. You know, like all of these mm-hmm. things that while people, we were having sex, breastfeeding right, during right, sex, right? Multitasking. Yeah, it was like, oh, the baby's awake, but we're not done yet. So, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> it was, it, I still do that. He actually, it's, it's getting, so I was mentioning to you, like, I'm in a bit of a funk now. So like, he's actually, he started breastfeeding or sorry, he's starting, he's starting to get older now. He's five months. And so like when we're, you know, in the throes of passionate sex, I'm making loud noises and he kind of gets scared. <laughs> and so like we're so I'm like we're having to try and figure this out. I'm like, okay, now like we need to maybe um like get a babysitter or like, you know, plan these sex dates out a little more. Whereas before it was like we would just plow through whatever, like baby's awake, let's just keep going. Like, yeah. Because I knew I knew that after we had sex, my baby blues would go away. I knew that after we had sex, I could still make it through the rest of the day for my four older kids on two hours of sleep. Like no problem. It would, it would energize me. It would make me feel happy. Like I had all the patience in the world. Hi. Thank you. And that's the thing that the proof is in the pudding that having that kind of cataclysmic, really deep gourmet cervical orgasm type sex gives you energy. And so where the common excuse or refrain would be, oh, uh, you know, if we stay up and have sex, I'll be tired for tomorrow, where the opposite I'm is true, that even if you have hardly opposite. any sleep, that's right. If you're having this deep sex, it rejuvenates you to such a degree that you have tenfold the energy energy tenfold the creativity tenfold the patience to do everything you need to do in your day yeah exactly so you had thrown in there that you also so you have five children you have a young very young baby I do. You have four older well I don't know how old your children are but for other children and you're and again these are things that in the realm of super pussy many women have bought into the mythology that oh, if you have too many babies, your vagina will be shot. If you have a baby mm -hmm. in general, you won't want to have sex, right? Your libido will be shot. Right. And that it's basically this, you know, <laughs> cornucopia of excuses and rationalizations why we can't get to these places. And I love that you <laughs> have just flown in the face of all of that to try out <laughs> despite having these things that in that allopathic mythology would be considered legit, you know, why you wouldn't right. have these experiences and probably could never right? As a woman who's had five children, your vagina, Absolutely. according to that ethos, would be written off. Bye-bye. You know, never again. <laughs> You've had your fun. Go ahead and retire. Yeah, that's right. You'll never have sex again or enjoy it again. Poor or you. Oh, well, maybe we can sew some plastic in your vagina for you at some point. Um, yeah, oh, no. like the total idiocy. And instead, yeah. so this is what I really want to throw out there to people listening is that this is possible for all women. A super pussy is possible for all women at every stage and any age of their lives. And Mara Absolutely. is living proof of that. <laughs> yes. Um, I need to mention, I had a cervical prolapse um, after my fourth child. Um, and they said, you know, at some point you're going to need to get this fixed and it's fixed like already. So <laughs> <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> we're good. It's all, it's all good. My doctor was like, oh, this is, this is not a thing anymore. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> what would you like, attribute oh, been that? Going to, you know, pelvic floor therapy. I was like, well, sort of, you know, I, I've been doing jade egg practices. I've been having a lot of orgasms. I've been you know, it just strengthening my pussy, basically. And I, you know, I would definitely attribute it to that. But um, going back to what you said, so um, like your, your libido, right? Mm. I wanted to talk about that a little bit because um, your libido, like my, my sex drive, was like akin to my drive in my life so like if i was if i had low sex drive i also had a low life drive like i wasn't super excited about life and so the two go hand in hand i don't know for everybody but for me and so um i needed when i said like i needed this it was it was mostly because just the results in my daily life that i wasn't happy with and so i knew that like if i if i could nail this 
then I would, I would be happier in my regular life. And like, it's, it's absolutely true. Like all of this work that I've been doing sexually and um, personally has transformed into, into my daily life. Like I've just opened a bakery and it's becoming very successful. I've started hosting monthly women's circles um, and having really great results with that. Um, And these are things that I don't, I, I never had the drive to do before. And I never thought, especially with, you know, children that I had the time and energy to do, but like I hosted my first big bakery event when my baby was a week old like who does that oh <laughs> and my I was gosh. just like I was wow. super like let's do this you know I made a hundred cinnamon rolls and like <laughs> and we had a great time and everybody was like I can't believe you're doing this and I was like oh yeah that's right this is not normal like and I like I it's because I was having orgasms like I was like this is I have energy and so I'm gonna use that energy to do what I want to do it's fantastic This is so epic because, you know, you're talking about, you started the salon, let's say eight months pregnant, right? So you've got maybe four weeks or so before you have your baby, you're having, um, oh wait, you said you gave birth five weeks early. I did. Holy moly, just a week into the salon. Like a week, a week (sighs) into the salon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you'd only been doing this whole, this work for like what, two to three weeks? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you you really are a vaginal and epic superstar. So you're (laughs) doing this work for a few weeks. Um, It says here, so you were, I'm just reading some of the stuff that you've written, because you only had clitoral orgasms in the past, and then you had your, and even those were few and far between, and then you had your first cervical orgasm on your birthday when your baby was six weeks (laughs) old. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. I was, I did not know what to expect because I didn't know what a cervical orgasm was. So I'm like sobbing. And he was like, are you okay? I'm like, I think so. And then I just sobbed for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, that, that, that was amazing. That I am changed. (laughs) So yeah, that was a pretty good birthday present. That was a very beautiful birthday present that you allowed yourself to have. I love it that you gave to yourself. <laughs> um, and now you're in a place where you can have like five cervical orgasms in one session. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. How inspiring are these all-stars? I love the way they talk about their cervical orgasms and how they act as these alchemical transformers, elevating not only their sex life, but every part of who they are. This episode was brought to you by the Jade Yoni Egg. This is the premier tool on the market for all things super pussy because yes, it is normal to have a lubricating, orgasming, and ejaculating vagina every day of the week. Side effects of the Jade Egg include multiple orgasms, vaginal orgasms, ejaculatory orgasms, increased lubrication, increased libido, an easier childbirth and faster recovery, ecstatic pleasure and sensation, boosted self-confidence, the reversal of urinary incontinence, easier periods, PMS, and menopause. This life-changing magical egg is found at kiminami.com and Anami Alchemia, my legendary vaginal kung fu salon where I take you through full mastery of the jade egg and all things vagina, opens for registration on January the 18th. You can check out my free preview video series for the salon where I give you a technique that you can try tonight to strengthen and tone your vagina. Some people have success with these things on the very first day of practice. Go to kiminami.com, look for sexual savant salons and click on vaginal kung fu. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week, and in the meantime, many happy orgasms.